Hey everyone, welcome back to the Woman of the Wise podcast. I'm Sammy and this is Allison. And we are joined here today by Kimberly Davis, who is going to walk us through a little bit through her journey, her love connection with Allison right away. And then we're also going to discuss a little bit about the body emotion connection and how um, our emotions can sometimes create that disease within our body. Oh, hey, Kimberly. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, so how do we find each other? Can you, can you start us at the beginning of your journey and, and how you got into healing yourself and, and, you know, what brought that venture on and, and all that goody stuff. How we found each other. You was through wonderful YouTube, but I, that the journey began way before that, way yeah. before that. for me. And I had to look back through to, to figure it out, which is really interesting. Back in 2001, I started uh, taking Qigong and Tai Chi classes with my mother. And that's where it began. And I should have had some inkling of where it was going because in that beginning, one of those beginning classes, we did a meditation where I ended up on the ceiling looking down at everybody. And that was like this massive healing crisis I had. At the time, I had no idea what was going on or how cool that was, other than it was super, super cool. And I couldn't figure out how to ever do it again. But <laughs> that's where it all began way back in this in this uh, Qigong class where we did a healing meditation. From there, I studied Qigong um, and then got into foot reflexology a year later. And, and most of this was because I was someone who was deathly ill with allergies. Like I was re hyper reactive to everything in the world. I was super, super congested and sick and tired constantly from that, along with all the other emotional stuff that I had been lugging along for years. Um, so there was so much to, to uncover. And so it's from there, I, I studied foot reflexology. And then that was in, in 2002 with the premise at the time I was married, had four kids. I wanted to heal myself. I wanted to help my kids find their way to be as healthy as possible. Uh -huh. And through there, I understood the, they, they piece together um, because they connect the meridians and all of like traditional Chinese medicine and how energy flows through. And, and that all just made so much sense to me. Eventually in 2008, I took uh, my first Reiki class and the, the Reiki class one and two, I took in a couple months apart and I look back and after the second one that that empowered me to step into who I was to leave my family and my husband all of which was part of my path and I had to do to find myself and move forward so that was really cool to look at that time frame 2012 I studied uh, integral energy therapy which is more energy work and then followed it with uh, intention healing classes after that and then at that point, I basically had it collected enough data where I could really anchor in to healing myself. Because for me, that stepping away, I was someone who my whole life was my family and my children. And so right. to, to depart from that was to break yourself apart into a thousand pieces. And then I had to choose to stay on this planet, which was like a really big step for me because I was in and out of like depression my entire life yep. and so that was and as soon as I empowered myself to stay it just opened up the doors of all the emotional baggage that had made me so sick and was buried uh I was diagnosed with cancer and through uh radical forgiveness work basically uh, with my ex and, and finding a way to find compassion for 
the path we walked together, I was able to turn that diagnosis around where I didn't have to go through chemo and it ended up just being a tumor that was repeatedly growing in my leg. It's It's been fascinating. It's so cool to look back over it now because there's so many pieces on so many levels and just looking at it now, it's like this masterpiece I created. So it's really cool to be able to step out and share. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks so much for coming on and really helping us open this part up and what self-healing is really about and what it does mean when you say yes and you, and you say, okay, I'm going to heal myself. And just, I love the part about Reiki because everyone talks about Reiki. They're like, it's this sweet little beautiful thing. And then (laughs) that was not my experience. I was like, oh, my whole life exploded after Reiki, like everything blew up. So I, I love so much for me hearing that coming from another beautiful soul being like, it empowered me to, to say, I'm important. I matter. Right. Like, right. Right. And make the hardest choices in your life based on how you've created the story. Now you're going to undo all of them (laughs) and do everything you swore you'd never do. Yeah. I mean, it really does. I mean, healing ourselves really does break it. Like you said, breaks us all the way down to the foundation and have a look at the foundation and saying, do I like this or no? And, and, and going forward, because you, you've been doing your swim coach and you had done, you've been like really busy your whole life too. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, I was coaching swimming and, um, I mean, at one point my days I would get up, I would have a whole bunch of kids come to my house, little toddlers and whatnot that I would care for with my kids. So I didn't have to go anywhere with my kids. And then they were all school teachers. So I'd have a house full of toddlers and infants for, you know, for probably 6am until about 3pm. They'd go home. I'd pack up everybody, pack up dinner and me and the four kids would go to the pool. And then I would coach from four thirty, five o'clock at night until 9pm. And then we go home yeah. and put up for many of that. And then we do it again. And on the weekends we had swim meets, which went from 8am to 6pm. Yeah. So like, it was just, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> Your generator, man, you're magical. You guys are magically important. Did uh, well, and it's really interesting because I can't. I I discovered another piece of stuff related to the human design recently, and looking back, so there's two big things that came up for me. My relationship with my mother has been anything but easy. I lost uh, my father was in a car accident when Mm -hmm. and when I was 15, and so he had already left our family, and then he left the planet. So there's big abandonment issues but then my mother because of it checked out mentally and emotionally because she couldn't handle what was going on so there's all this stuff has been coming up and it's been like super I just totally lost my train of thought of where I was going with this oh so I've been going over coming coming forth on this podcast for me is like I want to I'm ready to come back out into the world you know all these years of teaching and then I sort of went in did had all these medical issues that allowed me to withdraw and basically hide, but it allowed me to like hyper-focus on me, who I was, what I wanted to be and what I want to bring forward because my desire to serve the world is just insane. And it, it, it's always been there. So now as I I'm going through some of these pages and my mother is a projector and I look back at teenage years growing up with a projector mother and the bitterness that would be, expelled in all directions and for me I could do nothing but feel it and to me I'm like her bitterness cut me open I'm bleeding I'm laying on the floor I'm going to die and nobody's doing anything and there I'm just like uh but now I have such an understanding I'm like oh that's just you not being you and it sort of just erased everything all the pain and suffering that was there all the head banging we've done over the years 
because now I completely understand that that's just her not being her. Yeah. And, and it's allowed me this space to just love her so much more and mm-hmm. heal the one relationship I want. Because honestly, if I go back, when my father left the planet, I wanted, my plan was to join him. Like yeah. period, whether it was here or there, because my parents had split and my mother and I had the most horrific smashing yeah. space. And, and so like all of this, my, it's just been amazing to be able to hold on to the gift of, oh, no, I want to love you and I want to love everybody, but I have to love me first or I have nothing for anybody. Yeah, that I have to love me first. Ah, so beautiful. And when you came to Reiki, um, for those who know, Kimberly came to Reiki and it was great. Um, it was just so evident from your being you didn't have to do anything. You just simply were. And it just, your light just shone through and, and, and the way that you spoke and your messages were received was just so beautiful because, you know, with me, at least the, how I perceived it and, and what's resonated with me is the truth was so deep within you. Like you had really spent time. I was like, Oh, this is really someone who really knows what the journey is like and is on the other side of that. It's not all the way. I mean, I guess all the way we get to be like, wherever we go, whatever wormhole we get to jump into next, but here we are to share that. And it was such a beautiful, incredible support and light, especially with, uh, the, you know, going through that stage of opening up on the, like watching all these new people, like tune into themselves. And they're like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And we're like, mm-hmm, 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 have a snack. Mm-hmm, it'd be okay. And so what I kind of like, we, we talked a bit a little bit about beforehand is like moving in and how, um, as you were saying, you were super allergic to everything and going in and how your emotions were tied to your physical ailments. Can you kind of expand on that a little bit and, and what that was like for you? For me, I connected with uh, Louise Hay and this little book called Heal Your Body. Yeah. And, and I just started looking up all the different ailments that had shown up in, in my life. And every single thing I looked up and she'd have her explanation of, of what it was. and it resonated it's like oh yeah it's totally that it's totally that it just made such sense to me to the point where at one point I wrote out 10 pages of the affirmations that are with that and I would read it every day I'm like I just need to I mean most of them are all about well you need to love yourself you need to accept yourself and you know that's that's the biggest message that's in the bottom of all of it but it was I don't know it was it was really interesting recognizing what I thought was self like I thought okay I just need to be able to look at look at myself in the mirror look myself in, in look into my eyes and go I love you and I'm just like well I can do that that's no big deal but I'm not feeling it right and it's not in all the cells and and it actually wasn't until I was reading the book about messages in the water yeah. where that really clicked into me because he talks about love and gratitude and its effect on water and how it's kind of like H2O, you need two parts gratitude to one part love. And so for me, it came forth, well, you you start with this level of it, having gratitude for everything around you in the world. And then you take that internally and you you generate this love for yourself. And then the final step is when you step into that gratitude, that gratitude for every cell in your being and how it is how you are co-creating together with it and where that's taking you. So you have your two parts gratitude to one part love. It is. It's, and it's so much of that. And 
like going through that and and and, and all the affirmations and, and getting there when did you really know that things were were moving and changing and, and you were healing did you have like a like was there like an, an epiphany an aha moment or was it just like one day like a couple months later you look back and you're like oh hey <laughs> i'm a different me for for me my journey involved a, a surgery in 2016 that created 24 7 pain on the pain scale of zero to 10 and i was at a 15 to 20 every waking hour the first big step for me was trying to survive during those two three years when they were drugging me and basically telling me there's nothing you can do and and you're stuck with this and we don't know why it's happening I think that was one of the biggest steps because at that point it's like okay so I got up today and I made it to the bathroom and back and I didn't scream and cry and I just did it so like you start with these little baby steps and figuring out how to recognize and celebrate for the longest time had to step back and, and the smallest little thing had to be the greatest celebration, you know, for, for the day. But then the, the, the fast forward where I really started to recognize things were shifting was after I watched you on a YouTube uh, podcast and all of a sudden my hand starts losing its <laughs> mind and that's where everything just started snowballing at high speed for me and I could really just the awakening was just insane and I'm like I've been awakening for years this isn't like <laughs> but yeah. I didn't even realize it could reach the level at which it, it, it now has like in this past year it's that's just amazing it's been insane yeah and so now you've really taken on quite like a mentorship guide and and role for those that are walking this path I know that that's kind of what we do in our tribe generally we're like hi you need help come on it's cool we're gonna help God and do all that and you've just been such a beautiful I mean I've just heard people tell me about how connected and amazing you are and how they've been able to really take in lessons and you know what you say and they go oh oh right and like that's the hardest part being you know, the guide when you get to the other side, right? Or a little further along the way, I guess you could say, do we ever really get to the other side? I have no idea. How is that for you? How is that transition coming from going through all of that and now like turning around and holding your hands on saying, come along with us? How, how has that been for you? Oh, pure magic. So I coached swimming for years. I had the opportunity to be in the water and it was never about the swimming. It was always, I always saw myself as a, as a life coach. Like that's what I did. I connected with people and we had the healing element of the water surrounding us, but whatever we were doing, it was just to empower this person on their journey. And that's what I've, I've always done and how I've always viewed it. So for me to be able to step back out, but then not have the element of water surrounding me, right. Is a whole new experience, but it's like, oh, but you can do this. Oh, but this is so easy. You don't have to have, you know, every single element of all this just right. So you can do this and understanding like the safety that I have in just the space now, because I've expanded myself as opposed to being this teeny tiny thing that was trying to exist and, and all the fear that was I allowed, you know, to surround myself. And now I feel like, oh, no, 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 no. I can just expand out and I can take my energy and do what I used to do with the water and surround myself and whoever I'm, I'm connected with, with that. And then it just creates this big hug for both of us. And then we can move forward in whatever way we're, we're meant to. You're just doing you, but more. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> and a- the other piece that's really come through recently is is I'm starting to understand the elements of unity so much more and it's in I had a conversation with my brother the other morning and we were we were talking about like 
how I want to just stand. I'm going to stand next to you and I'm going to allow you to do whatever you're, you need to do in this moment. And I have like letting go of all the agenda of all the programming from the years and years and years. And, and I can stand in a space and I'm like, I want to completely hold the space. I'm standing next to you. I'm not trying to pull you along. I'm not trying to push you into anything. Everything's on you. I'm going to show you the other, like you, I feel like a person has this tunnel vision of where they think they're going. I want to show you all these other options. And then it's totally up to you. You can keep going where you were going or feel free to branch out into any of these other possibilities. If you feel led that direction. Yeah. Isn't that the best? Yeah, it is. Best. And I, I always love watching people choose and then come back later and be like, I hated that. I'm like, mm-hmm, you want to choose? yes, something different sounds great, but you chose, right? You made that, that right. move. Oh my gosh. So we've been talking just um, on and on in not right now, but always since our moment of meeting and really have just fallen in love. And, you know, we talk, we all have the same story behind how we want to co-create these beautiful communities. And, you know, we call them sanctuaries, you know, whatever, whatever the word is where we can come together and and so Kimberly is is over on our New York ley line, which is so beautiful. And we've got quite a crew going over there. Part of our plan is to go out and visit and play and and help start that there too. So when you look into the into the future of of your life, right? When you're doing that beautiful dream weaving and everything, what what are some things that you're really looking forward to coming to fruition? There's so much. Yeah. <laughs> Name the first three right off the, out the gate. It's one of those things where there's so many infinite possibilities. I can't even anchor into one thing. The connection and the walking forward in a community is what I'm, I think, most excited about. I spent many years going, I love kids and I don't like people. And I'm in a space where like, I love people and I want to hear all their stories and I can't wait to share. Yeah. Like, allow them to share everything that they've experienced with me. It's, that's pure magic to me. Yeah. Because everyone's adventure is so interesting and important and wild and unique. I think for those out there, a lot of times we get listeners who are just kind of starting their journey and you have just so much experience and so many things. I was wondering if you could just briefly explain a little bit about Louise Hay, her concepts, like what is this? You know, talking about fear, my mom let's say she gets really, really scared about cancer all the time because a lot of people she knows um, have had cancer or go through cancer. And she tells me all the time, this, that's, that'll be how I die. I just know it. That's mm. going to be how I die. You know, And she just lives in this constant state of terror of like, she like it's like Russian roulette for her every day. She's like, when's the day I'm going to wake up and get cancer? Mm. You know what I mean? And I think from you... And a lot of people live in that way, right? They're like, well, we're all going to get sick and die one day. So what's the point for you? You had cancer. You went through that. Yeah. That was realized for you. And I think that I just kind of want to dive in more for people of how they can get themselves out of that state of terror and fear and sort of give them some little notes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and I can, so, so here in this book, so cancer says it's deep hurt long-standing resentment, deep secret, grief eating away at the self, carrying hatred. What's the use? From my perspective, how I came into this is I had been in a very dysfunctional marriage where there was a lot of, we had both come from a place of a lot of trauma and well, and from a human design perspective, right? So I stepped in a marriage 
with a reflector with this. So I carried a, 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 a bit of uh, disappointment. His non-self theme is disappointment. So that brought us together. And then I decided being the generator and I can work from morning to night, I'm gonna play superhero and I'm gonna fix all of this. So I'm gonna do everything I possibly can. So for me, it was, it was, it was totally what's the use. I had reached a point where I'm like, I know I have to exit. I exited once and it didn't work. And so then I had to go back and then it was like, oh, your only choice is gonna be to save yourself. It was a complete place of what's the use and why am I even here? I can't serve my children. I wasn't able to save them from the situation. I can't save myself at this point. That's how I got to cancer. The affirmation for that is I lovingly forgive and release all the past. I choose to fill my world with joy. I love and approve of myself. I had to love and approve of myself. I had to find forgiveness because for me, it's really hard to be upset with anybody. I don't like conflict. I don't like negativity. I don't like any of that stuff. And it sits really, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's hard on everybody, but for me, it just, it's indefinable to ex explain what that yeah. feels like to me. So I don't care what you've done to me. I'm going to figure out a way to love you. That's just how I've always been and where I want to get to. Once I discovered I needed to forgive and I needed to learn to love and approve of myself, I was immediately like, oh my gosh, you're holding so much resentment towards this man. Again, which is where the radical forgiveness comes in. Now I've gone off on a, a very big tangent and I don't feel like I'm addressing all the, the things that you asked for, Sammy. No, so I think you addressed it beautifully. Right. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I think so often our body gives us these clues, right? Our body says like, hey, you've got a little ache in your back. And then it says, hey, now it's a bigger ache. And then it says, now you're coughing. It's like slowly, progressively giving us these cues, but we've been taught to sort of turn out from that and go, oh, what a weird ache and pain. I guess I'm getting older and just kind of blow right. it off. You know what I mean? There's so many phrases for blowing off your body's cues, right? Like mm -hmm. we are so ingrained like to do that. It was funny. I was watching a video and they've made these period cramp simulators for men. So men can yep. like put them on and, and they can simulate what, what female cramps are like. <laughs> these oh, no. men, these, so they had the women do it first. The women put it on and, you know, it goes from a scale of zero to 20. The, you know, the women were just sitting there and letting it and they're like, yep, go up another level, go up. And they're all just like talking through it. And then it gets to about 15 and that gets a little harder. And they're like, yeah, this is definitely when like I wouldn't be able to go to work that day. You know, they're walking it through it and they put it on the men and the men are at like five and they're like, how can you function with this? You know what I mean? And it's like, because we're so trained mm. and especially as women, we're so trained just to be like, nah, it's just my body. It's just my body. Don't worry about it. I've got these million yeah. things to do, you know, and it starts at a very young age, I think with the period of being like, well, periods are just something women have to go through, buck up and get through it. It's kind of how we treat the menstrual cycle. And so women are taught at a very young age to like, just not trust their body. That mm -hmm. no matter what their body is saying or doing or feeling, they're just supposed to like, boop, it's okay. Well, yeah. And when you do do that and you do go to the doctor, they go, no, you're wrong. Right. Right. You're not, you're incorrect. Mm -hmm. That's not possible. You're just tired or well, there's nothing we can do to fix it. You know, if you lost a little weight, maybe that's, some, that's a lovely thing I always hear. 
Well, there's nothing we can really do to fix that. But if you lost a little weight, I bet your back would feel better. Or, well, if we'll give you this, we'll give you this painkiller and that headache will go away. And it's like, yeah, but why do I have the headache? Yeah. The I know I can slap some medicine in my body and make it stop. But like, that doesn't solve, I'm still going to have the headache when I stop taking the medication. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Do you want to hear headache? Headache is an interesting one. Headaches are invalidating the self, self-criticism and fear. There it is. Yep. So the second that's... you're not living your path, it's like the, the head tells you, it goes, hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the mind always tries to be in control. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> but the mind's like, okay, so I'm just going to give you this signal. Cause uh, you know, if it's all for me, uh, we should probably redo this. I don't know. Well, that's what I love so much about like Louise Hayes. And I know Usui Sensei, he, um, he has in his handbook, in his manual, he has, you know, he came up with things and has all the hand placements and everything. And then there's Julia Cannon. And she talks a lot about what I found so interesting about her journey is that she talks a lot about, she's like, but Louise Hayes has already done it. It's already out there. Like, why am I getting this call? And, and what I loved so much about were the responses and they go, they said, what makes you think every single human body is exactly the same? Mm-hmm. Oh, listen to that. And that falls into just like, so Luckman talks a lot about in his potentiate your DNA. He was like, we are not all built the same. We don't all have the same genetics. We don't all come from the same places. Like we're not, our bodies are going to have similar things because we're all humans. Right. And so there's like that baseline, but not so much for the exact things in the schematics. So it's really cool. I also love that Louise Hayes has those affirmations. But just like you said, Camille, you have to really feel it. Right. That's the key. Because you can say all you want. Your minds can memorize. Mm -hmm. But when you feel it, and we talk about this all the time, emotion is the power, man. That's why they control us so much with advertising and marketing. Because wherever our emotions go, that's where the energy goes and the intention and the power for it. Would you say in your findings, when people, let's bring it back to human design, because I know that's. I know that's something both of you know really well. And it's a journey that Allison's really, really set in right now. Would you say when people are living their not self theme is when they, when they tend to start feeling that dis-ease in the body? Because that is the emotional signal, right? Like our emotions give us the initial signal before our body has to be like, now I'm creating pain in you. <laughs> so would you say that's pretty consistent with your findings? Like if yeah. people were to just listen to their emotions at the start, you know, and then I talked to some people, sorry, now I'm going to immediately go into another thing. But then I talked to some people that say, well, my emotions are so big and I just don't know how to, to ever get them to like subside or to ever find peace or joy or happiness, especially when I speak to people who are like, severely depressed and they've been depressed for years and years and now they've got like brain tumors and you know what I mean like they're just like but I I know that I need to understand my emotions and go through them but when will they ever end you know is what I hear a lot especially for my beautiful water sign friends well that's that's really interesting because for me it was the emotions were a key piece but it was what is the what is what are your thought patterns what is the language what are you what is the voice in your head saying because I mean, I've had years of depression and have, I'm off all of my medication because I'm, there's a level of reprogramming with what language are you using? What words are you using? And how are you talking to yourself and others? 
that allowed me to gain more control of the motion. So, okay, this motion still feels big and bad, but I can remember one of the first times I went into my therapist and she's like, okay, we need to find some middle ground for you. And I think like, cause, and I was going for PTSD because I had PTSD over my, my surgeries and my medical traumas. Yeah. Right. Which that was a big eye opening thing. Cause she's like, Oh, you have PTSD. And I'm just like, Oh, this is PTSD because then I have it about this and I have it about this and I have it about this. It's like, okay, so now I have to restructure everything. Uh, I can remember the day I went in and I'm like, okay, I know you want me to have middle ground, but I can stand here and now I have control. I can look over here where the things are bad or I can look over here where they're, you know, again, defined good or bad. So I have some level, I'm not, I'm not finding middle ground, but I can stand in the middle and I now can choose if I'm going to, how much time and energy am I spending over here looking at things that bring me joy? How much time and energy am I spending over here and things that don't bring me joy? That is a choice that needs to be made if you're going to get out of, or at least I found that depression. You have to get control of your head. And so it's totally- perspective change is a choice. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. And I think people, I'm just going to say it. I think people take the medication and they dive into the thing and they just think that something else is going to save them when really it's all about their perspective changing and choosing yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah, the medic again, the medication can numb the symptoms, right? Right. But it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't fix anything. Mm-hmm. It just allows you to, 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 to keep pushing on, right? For a few more days. And some people, you know, I think just need that moment of respite because it's so much that the medicine does help just for a moment to be like, even a breath of stillness to be like, okay, I can, at least I can get my bearings. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I do think in the, in the same sense, like the idea of why medicine came to be is that they really wanted to help people, but we don't really have the um, support or foundation for how to do the work. And, you know, we're not taught that or I mean, for a long time, we weren't even allowed to even have emotions for God's sakes. And then when bad things happen, you, yeah, you would just um, like buckle up your bootstraps or you fall over and you're, you don't cry about it, but then it's like all about learning that emotional regulation. And then it's like this whole thing. Right. And so now we are kind of like this society. It's, it feels like anyway, to me of, of they're like, I, I don't even know how to fix it. I, I and I'm too busy to even do it. Cause I'm so busy trying to survive to make sure I can feed and house my and clothe my family or even just myself and, and all of that. It's a pretty wild ride, man. Yeah. I've just realized when you've said that they have bastardized the emotional regulation to be no emotion at all. Well, emotional regulation is when you don't experience emotion is kind of like the message we're given. Yeah. That was so sorry. I, I'm a complete novice in this topic. So I'm just going to go through this whole podcast being like, I love that. Cool. That's what, that's what we get together, right? We all learn from each other and that's why we're doing this. And I think it's so important to talk about all of these subjects because we all are well-versed in some things and novice in others, right? And if we're all, if we can come together and say, okay, I'm a novice in this and I want to learn more and but I'm an expert in this, right? So I can talk about this. I think it brings so much more openness to conversation in general, because it's hard to say you don't know. And I'm unsure. And I, and I, I, you know, and then because what's the response? Oh, take this pill. Oh, have this over here. Here's your quick fix. Here's your dopamine Mm -hmm. hit or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people get into it and this happens in in my mentorships all the time. They get to a point and I go, you don't need me more. And they keep, they keep staying. And I'm like, you really don't need me anymore. 
but they never believe that. So eventually they, they leave. Right. And then, you know, I see them months or years later and I was like, you still don't believe in yourself, man. And they're like, I don't. And I was like, yeah, go back and watch all your stuff. Read all your notes, go back to what you did to teach that brain, you know, and we don't really talk about that. And like, I think that's why I can't even really say this out loud, but that's why like ceremonies and rituals are so important for many human beings because it, it, Jared talks about this all the time. It, it teaches us to relish the moment mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And, you know, they do have those studies. Um, you know, my Reiki teacher does this really cool. She talks about one of the studies that I was just love so much. And it's what you look around. She goes, you know, look, look for yellow, yellow, yellow. And everyone spends all time looking for yellow, right? Close your eyes, look for red. And, you, you know, it's just such a quick way to say your brain, what you tell your brain to look for, it looks for. And just like you said, Kimberly, right in that you chose to look at joy, even though it's yeah. hard, even though you're like, I don't, there's really an, there's like one thing over there, right? But there it is. There's always one thing. And if you yeah. can find that one thing, you can find your way out. Yeah, because oh, that's that. another thing I've heard from friends and relatives who are really struggling with depression is like, I don't even see a good thing. There are no good things. And then I don't know how to help them because that's usually the path I go down is like, okay, well, as much as I love to listen to you vent for five days in a row about the same thing, you know, let's focus on one thing you do want. So then- and this might be wrong. This is why this is why I'm so happy to have the both of you here because you're both experts in this field. But like, so what my next step for them is, well, okay, if you can't see any good things, what do you want things to change to? So mm-hmm. if there's nothing good at all, what would make your home life better? What would make your work life better? What would make, and then we kind of dream the dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we focus on what that, what we want that to be. And then I ask them now that you've been thinking that you wish in your home life, your husband would help you out around the house more. Was there anything that he did that was helpful? Can you go to him and say, Hey honey, thanks. Thanks for putting that dish in the dish. Thanks for putting your own dish in the dishwasher. I really appreciate you. Maybe it's something that small, right? Because when you're just starting, it's small. Maybe Mm -hmm. you can build on that. But then I have people, sorry. And this is when I don't know what to do. Cause that, that you can at least work with, with someone, but then I have people who say, it doesn't matter what I dream for the future to make it better because it's never going to happen. So then can you find a memory from the past that brings you joy and just bring it into right now? Because it's all about the feeling and giving yourself permission to feel something else. And your brain doesn't know the difference and your brain doesn't because your brain can't tell time. It has no idea. It can't tell what's real and what's not. And everybody carries at least one good memory of something where they were so overjoyed. You just have Mm -hmm. to find it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes if, I mean, and like for me, so I, with my struggle with depression, I'm like a hundred percent against medicine. And when I finally chose to take the medication was when my system stabilized enough so I could start making progress forward. Mm -hmm. so I did the one thing I didn't want to do but it 100% worked because it allowed me to move in ways that I I wasn't going to be able to because there was too big of a wall that I was struggling with this is big you guys healing is not for the for the faint of heart I mean you really and then it's you know then it's once you do that you've got to really like work on the structure of your support who supports you and watch everyone run away yeah (laughs) because mm-hmm. you vibrated out of their frequency or notice what they're actually the motives behind what they're doing I think that happens for a lot of people too they'll come back and they'll be like 
I didn't realize this person was taking advantage of me, but now that I'm aware and awake and, you know, living my own truth, I'm like, oh man, whoops. (laughs) This is the stuff that they should be teaching to the middle schoolers and the high schoolers. There should be a class for this, right? Where you come in and you're like, like, why is this not just like I always say, like, why is taxes not a required class in high school? Like, why is emotional regulation and getting to know, you know, how to chase happiness, not a class? But, well, that's the whole thing, right? This is what this is. I'm going to go back to human design because, you know, everything's going to tie into human design now. So sorry about all of you who aren't interested in this at all. It is all, you know, Ruhu and many of his other, I'm going to use the word disciples, even though it's like so wrong, it makes it extra culty, but it's that where they picked up his mannerisms and words right because that's typically what happens you when you pick up your teacher's words whether you want to or not and how they use for generators they use the word slaves over and over and over again and i so Darren and i are watching something this morning and he was like so fired up about it. he was like i hate that they use the word slaves he was like they're not slaves they're human beings too they have every right and I was like, wow, you're getting real mad about this, but why, right? Why is the why? And there's that emotional regulation in there and how we're not taught. We're all kind of in this existence of the society, which is why it's breaking down to just get up and go and do. And it's an illusion of togetherness, but it's not really because we don't follow our own joy. And that's really what togetherness is all about. But you're right. We need classes. We should do that. We're yeah, maybe we should just start hosting an online chase your joy let's do it so let us know we'll be starting an online chase your joy um we're going to start out with adults because adults are safe and then when we get through all the rules and regulations and the laws and make sure it's properly vetted we will add the children in because i don't know if you guys know this there's a lot (laughs) work to do to help children and they're Mm -hmm. in there for a reason because it's all about protecting them so Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so hard because everybody wants to help, but like, glad you have to go through hoops because I've seen some charter schools go down in flames because they didn't, but because there are a lot of laws that weren't, and that's why we have them, right? Because adults can't adult. But I bet if we learned from a young age how to do that, what is emotional regulation? Oh, it means you, you sit with your emotion and you go through it and you work through it and there's other there to support you if that's what you want or figure out what your design is or all of that. I think that's something that, you know, I know Kimberly and I have talked about it um, in depth in that way when we're like, Yes, yes. Is that being able to just be that sounding board in that space and that that metronome and saying, yeah, freak out, man. Get at it. Like whatever you need to do, it's okay. Let's do it. Let's start yeah. that. Okay, we're yeah. starting that, you guys. <laughs> you know, we will discuss the details. <laughs> we have so many things coming up in 2023. I know we really yeah. haven't talked about a lot because it it gets away from us if we do. Yeah. <laughs> It only becomes work for the projector. And then I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> that sounds like work. Yes, but I'm here to work. I know. Yeah, you I'm here to show work, up, so. but I'm here to work. Yeah. You got two worker bees under you right now. So I'm Pinkie Pie. Where is Pinkie Pie? There she is. Bring her in. I'd like to come down on a balloon. Maybe glitter. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's something that's so beautiful too. And Kimberly, thank you so much for coming on and and really speaking your truth today, because it really is about us regular everyday human beings rolling around on this planet, doing our own work and then coming together and saying that person has the same vision as I do. And like, Ooh, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to be able to be there for that person or I, you know, just sharing and all of that. And it, and it is, 
so hard to use our voice, I think, mm-hmm. because we're not really taught, you know, and this is what my, I mean, my daughter, she just took a mental health day today, even though she's like, she's like, I know I only have like three more days of school and then I have a break, but there's a substitute and I'm just not really feeling engaged. And I really just want to be home in the quiet when no one else is here, but you, I, and it's so funny to me. Cause I was like, you don't have to give me a reason. You can just say, I don't want to, Yep. you know, and she's like, but I have to. And I was like, no, you don't like, you know, yourself. And I, you know, that's what we're trying to teach with our kids is, you know, yourself in your body, like trust what that is. And, you know, it is, it, I think it is hard sometimes because, you know, there's this thing called truancy <laughs> and that's set up to keep kids safe. Right. Cause if they're right. suddenly not going to school for like weeks on end, you're like, hi, where's this child? Prevent, yeah what happened to them you know that second set of like adults that's like hey we want to make sure your kid is safe and happy too and in order to do that we've got to see their faces (laughs) I think Kimberly that's why you're talking about probably why you're so it feels like that's why you're so moved like it was just bring everybody here I know where my kids are I know these kids are taken care of you know and all the Mm -hmm. teachers are like I can trust this lady you know what I mean (laughs) they could leave and go do their thing and there's something about that coming collectively together as the divine feminine and divine masculine in our, in our own way and, and supporting that, that collective growth. It's really fun to watch an eight-year-old and a 17-year-old like help a three-year-old emotionally regulate, help them go through their emotions and like just watch them try to like do it, right? And they have mm-hmm. such, and then allow them to explore their own way. And you're just like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to like adult this too much, but. I don't know. But then we do all that tutoring. And sometimes you like my favorite thing Sammy does, it gets like crazy. But I love to watch that it amps, amps up. And then all she does is her little clap thing. But because they know to respond to that, that it's important, right? So you teach them how to respond with sound and everything. I don't know. And everyone calms down. It's really neat. Our brains are cool, you guys. <laughs> I just want a tangent about nothing, too. Thanks for sharing that moment with me. I feel like 12 times a day, I want to say, thank you for coming to my TED talk about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> there were there were nuggets of truth in what you were just saying, but when you said that, it was so relatable. <laughs> I do that all the time, and then I stop talking, and I'm like, wait, what was... Hmm. I don't know, it's channeled messages coming through. <laughs> well, you're going to be, I guess, so you guys are going to be seeing uh, more of us together, because uh, we're going to do this thing now, Kimberly. Check your inner, inner authority and feel that out for our sacral friends. Wait, is it a sacral? Is it an emotional authority? No, emotional authority for this. Oh my gosh, it's from the solar plexus. That breaks my brain every time. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye!